Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. I'm coming to you live about 15 minutes before midnight on January 25th. Josh Bow and I just finished up recording a fairly lengthy podcast for a game that didn't uh, deserve it. But we talked about a number of things, which I recommend you go listen to if you have not. Um, let's just get right to it because I kind of want to move along with this one. Uh, I think that it's, for me, this game was a culmination of a number of things that have been going the Mavericks way for some time. Uh, the Mavericks have been playing very good defense and they were playing very good defense in a team fashion and everything fell apart tonight. And the Warriors targeted all of their weaknesses. Luka Doncic, uh, they target him repeatedly, uh, forced three, uh, corner three point shooters to pass the ball out. The, the Warriors were something like nine of 16 from the corners. That's 27 points right there. Uh, they did not challenge three point shooters well. They did not protect the rim well. They didn't do much of anything well. And that is going to result in a beatdown of a game. So let's, um, come up on stage here. Unmute yourself, uh, when you got something to say and be listening for your name to be called. And let's, um, we'll start with the start the show. Grayson, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kirk. How's it going? Uh, I'm not going to dunk on them or anything. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. Like, they've played well recently. This is, I'm not that mad about this, but I will say I need to stop getting my friends and family together to watch national TV. Mm, yeah, it's probably, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, I, I, I consider myself pretty invested in this team and I feel like I'd know, you know, a decent amount. So to sit with people who don't really watch basketball and see the Mavs record and, you know, because I talk the Mavs up and, and every time they play on national TV and we get it here, you know, I sit and watch with my friends or my family, and they just so far haven't haven't been playing so well. No, I, I understand. My mom, um, I mean, I'm 37. My parents are close to 70. Like, my mom refers to this as my little podcast, um, which, you know, talk about humbling. And she tends to watch all the national TV games, and she's just like – and I. so that means she's mostly seen losses. And she's just like, you're not having a very good time, are you? Um, and the answer is, when it comes to nationally televised games, we are not. And I think there's only one more nationally televised game before, like, in the next month. So we got. Well, hey, th- thank God for that. Um, I don't have much more to say than that. Uh, I'm ex- interested to hear what other people thought about this. Oh, yeah. No, bro. Thanks for joining, Grayson. Thanks for getting us started. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, this was. Um... For me, and I just said this on the show with Josh, and sometimes I, I forget, but I'm going to repeat this point on purpose. For If you're part of the crowd that would like to see the Mavericks move and, and just get new players, this was a good game for your point of view. Um, the last several really have been because, uh, you know, Chuck Cooperstein, I just retweeted this, pointed out, like, how bad some of the slump is. Um Dorian Finney-Smith is nine of his last 38. Bullock, seven of his last 27. Porzingis, eight of his last 27. Um, you know, Hardaway was like, is lived in a slump. We haven't even addressed the Tim Hardaway injury, but I think that's kind of a given. Whether or not you like Tim Hardaway, um, him being out is objectively bad. 
because number one, you can't include him in trade stuff. I mean, you could, but it's, it's not going to happen. You're not getting a return for him. Number two, Tim's willingness to shoot in the offense is now going to get replaced by some combination of green who can't slash won't shoot. Uh, Frank Nilakina, who, when his shot is off, he might as well be, you know, he might as well be throwing the ball at the other, at the other rim and then Trey Burke, which hooray. So that's not going to be fun for any of us. Okay. Um, let's see here. Who's coming up next? Sam, what's happening, my friend? What's going on? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm ready for bed, to be honest. I understand. I understand. Well, I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, two, actually two points. So one, um, game obviously didn't go the way we wanted to. Um, I'm not too upset. You're going to have these type of nights. It's just, it's the league and we're kind of in the dog days at this point. So we're allowed to have a bad game. The only thing I was upset about was, uh, when the game turned into a blowout and you have, you know, monetary purposes on the line and some players that you need to play don't play in the fourth, it kind of sucks. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because the, Ma- the Mavs have basically – I was reading something today, and I'm not really much of a better, but I think the Mavs have have resulted – something about under – there was an unders bet, and they played such good defense that compared to where, you know, for the last 20 or so games, they played such – they've just basically been a lock to hold the, the under recently. And, like, when you have 100 – like, they, they were beat by 38 points. Like, there was nothing good about that line. You know, it was, it was a thorough ass-whooping. Oh yeah, let's just say I had Luca for the over on a couple of things, and unfortunately after they got to the playoff stage, I was like, "Damn it, please come in, please come in," and they just kept getting killed in the fourth quarter. So I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'll take the L on that one." So that's a uh, that's that. But otherwise, uh, you pretty much read my mind and everything I wanted. To see. Like I haven't been a fan of Tim this year. He's you know shot selection has been horrible. He just hasn't been hitting his shots, but. He's a guy that can shoot, and when he's on, he's on. And now that that's gone, like you said, it's either the guy that can't slash won't shoot, Trey Burke, which we don't want on the floor because he'll just get killed defensively, or Frank Nilkila, which when he's off, he's he's horrible. So it's kind of like at this point now, I, w- I wanted to make a trade to begin with, but now I feel like with this injury, I don't want to say that we may be forced to make a trade, but I think we have to do something. I think so too. So that that's where I'm at now. It's like, okay, especially because they were showing Nico and Michael Finley at the game. So I, I would think they would know, okay, we obviously know we got the talent as far as defense is concerned. I don't know how long we can keep it up, but we're, we're doing it right now. We don't want it to go to waste at this point. So if you got to make a tough, mood, a tough move, I mean, I've heard, excuse me, I've heard um, from those lockdown Mavericks guys, they were talking about maybe like a, Boston Celtics trade, like with a Dennis Schroeder and a Marcus Smart type of trade. I don't know if that could, we can do that or not, but at this point, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so bad at trade stuff. I just think that that I sort of settled on the fact that I don't want the Mavericks to move any future assets because I don't think the team is quite good. Like they're not championship level contender, so they're not like they're not doing anything that's moving their championship window with anything, you know, unless they're. There's I love my boy Dalton Trigg, but he's putting so many pipe dream ideas out into the universe where people misread these things as things he would like to see as things that are actually on the table. Um, and like the, if the Celtics trade Jalen Brown, they're drunk. Uh, you know, it's like, so it's, there's not going to be, I just don't see any blockbuster trades. Doesn't mean there, there isn't going to be. I just, I have a hard time seeing it at the moment. I mean, I just, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I, I do think it'll be something just to kind of shake it up because the you go look at the teams that like the Mariners are going to go up like they have a real chance of starting a four game win streak starting tomorrow. So it's like this isn't a end all loss, but it's just when you get when you get thoroughly posed by one of the top four, and then you also get kicked three days you know earlier this week by the Suns. You just kind of got to look in the mirror and say, what do we need to do differently? Exactly. And, I mean, when you have that one guy that could take over a game, because we've seen it the last couple of years of the playoffs, you know you have a chance. But at some point, you know, what is this roster? Because, like you said, we're not a championship contender. Like, right. if if we stay at the five seed and let's just say we play Memphis, I mean, I think we could beat Memphis, but we're not good enough against the Suns. I don't think we're good enough against the Warriors. We may be maybe good against, against the Jazz, but I don't think so neither. So it's yeah. like we're not at that level yet. So that's why I've always said that, which always killed me. We have to have assets, and we never got any assets when we had a chance to get assets. So yeah, this is this is mildly off topic, but I want to bring it up because it's once again Cuban fuckery. Um, Sean Pay- Payton basically stepping away from the Saints while having while still under contract means he can't really go work for anyone. I don't think like in order for something to happen, it's like there probably have to be some sort of capital going from this, you know, one, whoever acquires him. And that's what it it got me thinking about Mark Cuban, just being like, okay, Rick, we'll let you out of your contract and go coach at another team. Have fun. Thanks for your years of psychosis. Uh, I mean, service. And it's just, why get like squeeze? It's called. It's not called show friends. It's called show business. Get a fucking asset. Ugh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that, that's that, that's what um that's what Boston did when they when uh Doc Rivers wanted to go to the Clippers. They traded that's him. Right. You got draft picks. That's all you gotta do. Get a second round pick. Get something. But you know that's neither here nor there. That's I'm gonna leave it alone. Since <laughs> you just leave it alone. <laughs> hey, it's it's midnight. I'm feeling bitchy. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate you joining as always. No problem. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we got my man, Brandon. Uh, not much. Um, I So normally I'm pretty pissed after losses like you this. You sound calm. Like I was, What's happening? <laughs> I, so I thought this was going to happen a couple weeks ago uh, at the Dirk ceremony. <laughs> it's I true. We I did too. And I think there's probably just some Dirk juju that, you know, warded that off for a couple weeks. So I'm really not pissed because, I mean, I wasn't expecting a 40-point loss like this, but I was expecting a NAS whooping tonight, especially national TV game. What I'm hoping this leads to, because obviously we've been on a hot streak, like you pointed out, there's a decent chance we can win four more, and the trade deadline's coming up. I hope this is a good reminder that, yes, maybe the defense is to some extent legit enough with Luca coming back into Luca form that we can be a four five seed, maybe get out of the first round, but there's a massive gap between the warriors who didn't have Draymond green between the Suns who didn't have Deandre Ayton uh, the other night when they beat us, there is a still a very large gap. And then if you go over to the East, like the bucks, the heat, those teams, uh, they're, they're probably a pretty gap, pretty large gap ahead of us as well. So we still need to make a move because I was getting worried that, you know, Mark was going to say, oh, look, you know, we've won 10 of 11 games. Like, we don't need to make a trade. Let's roll with Dwight Powell for Powell for 10 more years. 
Um, so I, I just hope this is a nice wake up reminder. Well, I'm sure they were thinking. I mean, Eddie Eddie Sefco never says shit that's interesting. Eddie, you're not listening to this podcast. It's fine. You know, you work for the Mavericks now after working for the Dallas Morning News for a thousand years. But Eddie said in one of his Mavs.com columns that he's 99% sure they're going to do something. He said this like a week ago. And, you know, my first thought was jokingly thinking, oh, God, this means they're not going to do anything because Eddie's never right. But then it's like for him to actually say that makes me think that, like, the vibe around the Mavericks has been even though they're playing well, you know, we, we've seen this group play well and what it means. And, you know, I'm glad nobody's brought this up because I don't want to kick the shit out of them. But this was the second straight bad national TV game for Jalen Brunson. And you know, he's further he's further down the list in terms of what happened tonight, for example, because like I think Brunson's been amazing this year. But if he's your third best player, which he had, like he's really been kind of the most player, arguably the second best player. We've kind of seen what that means. He—he's—it's—it's it's just a struggle, and so it's like I—I—I I, I can't envision them just going through the rest of this year and use year four of Luca with guys that have been on the team since you know January thirtieth, twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, and I mean with basically one spot in that rotation, mind you, that was a team that was you know, didn't make a, make the playoffs. It was struggling to, you know, stay in that ninth, 10th spot. And basically you've added KP to that list who is now, uh, can't hit anything from deep at all. But it's, and, uh, and, I think they need to spam him threes. Like I want to see games where he shoots 12 or 14 threes. He is not this bad. Uh, he's, he's not as confident. I mean, you, you saw it on a, several of them tonight. He normally just flows straight into the shot and then, you know, maybe goes in a lot of, a lot of the times it does, maybe it doesn't, maybe he's off that night, but he is pumping when nobody's really that close to him and hesitating and he might launch it. He might draw drive into a turnover. Uh, he's just not confident right now. It's wild. Cause he's not alone in that. Like Maxi looks like a terrified relief pitcher when he gets the ball from three. Bullock is the same way. It's like the the TNT uh, showed a graphic tonight about how like the top six Mavericks rotation players are all statistically significantly worse than their than their regular three point marks either from last year or career. I want to say it was from last year with like KP being like seven points off, and like that just has to swing at some point because the looks that KP is getting are actually good looks. Like he's by himself. Oh yeah, I see. I agree for sure on the KP looks uh, because I mean, like you said, first of all, he's by himself, even if somebody's standing in front of him because he's so damn tall. But I mean, he's legitimately, you know, five feet from anybody else. Bullock, I mean, the shot, like if he does ever just flow into the shot, the shot looks good as opposed to like the Josh Richardson. I'm gonna take five seconds to shoot a three pointer, but I, I mean, there's there's no confidence on these guys because. I mean, it's not at the point where this season we can just say it's going to come around. We're well past the halfway point. A bunch of these guys are just going to be who they are for the rest of the season, and we need to start treating Reggie Bullock as a, yeah, you're a 32% three-point shooter until you can prove otherwise. And if you're only 32% from three and we pay you to make threes, then you don't need to be too involved in the rotation again and right. otherwise. 
So I, I'm just ready for the trade deadline to be here. I don't know what we can or will do, but I just want new players. Even if those new players also brick everything, at least it's new people. to <laughs> Right, for sure. Well, thank you for joining, Brandon. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Coming up next, we have uh, the rare two green room in a row appearance by friend of the show, Lyndon. What's happening, buddy? Hey, Kirk. What's going on? Eh, we're just we're we're making it through. What's, how about you? I don't know. That game. That game has me feeling kind of hot. Let's hear it. I love it. Um. I think I don't think anyone on the Mavericks roster is at a championship player level. Not that seems pretty what? That's kind of lukewarm. I like I I agree. What? I I agree. I don't think any I I think that the 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 organization's vision should be a little more conservative because um maybe the level that Luke was on last year but the level he's on this year is not worth mortgaging your future. Mm-hmm. I think you have to sell high on Brunson because I don't know who put up that meme about whenever Jalen Brunson is on the court with anyone that's six, four and taller, he turns into like a different person. <laughs> it was Kobe. That, that thing that Kobe co- like it was Kobe Bryant <laughs> and then just like Kobe disappearing. <laughs> like I was chortling. Someone go find that and put it in the chat. I retweeted it. It was just, like, it's why the internet is, yeah, I think it's just the level that the best player is on, the level that the second best player is on, and they're just the role players. Like, Maxi's decline has been actually sad because I remember, like, two years ago, um, you know the, those open practices they do before the season starts? I remember seeing Maxi, like, run and do, like, a windmill. I was like, what? And if you watch Maxi now, the whole windmilling, dunking, Maxi, that, that guy does not exist. And his his offensive confidence is gone. Yep. Uh, Porzingis is really and and I always like I really push back at you at your thoughts about Porzingis being a high level role player, but that's it. He's too limited to be anything more than a a really high highly paid role player. It's just it's disappointing because like, I think uh, he's played really well this season. Defensively, well. defensively, defensively, sure. yeah, and that's, that's that's his biggest like like short term addition is the defensive stuff, and the Warriors are just a team built to expose somebody like him because there was the the Mavericks ball like the ball movement and the quickness from the Warriors just negated every single thing that the Mavericks had been doing that was worth a damn defensively for the last month. Yeah, because the Mavs are like. Um, their defense is, is really good for teams that are more clustered together. That's why Josh, John, Stephen Adams pick and roll. The the Mavs are eating that for breakfast. But what the when the Warriors want to do is have you moving, thinking, and then they force you to play in space. And man, Porzingis, Timmy, Luca, they're just so bad in space. Oh my gosh, man. The 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 I the effort tonight with Luca, I, I didn't even understand that. And I'm like who who's gonna tell him like I don't know I just think nobody is is good enough and I and also this is another hot take I think if because I hear some people insist that the weight is good for Luke in terms of beating up on people right but if you look not at working out of the post he's not finishing if, shit in the post it's killing you, me right you, now 
if if you look at his elevation when he's going to the rack, like he, he has one dunk this season. I hate Josh, Josh Bo says that all the time. One dunk this season. And simply just his elevation getting to the rack, his his quickness off the dribble. He can't be a wing then. He has to be a four. This version of Luca is a four, like a point four. Because mm-hmm. because because I remember I know Nate Duncan and them always say that you they kind of base what you are based on who you can guard, and Luca cannot guard anyone on the perimeter right now. Jesus I mean he Lord. had he's had some better games. Tonight was a really bad like it was sort of the sum of a number of things that have been working for the Mavericks all of a sudden working against them. And so I think I agree with you from a big picture status, but I do want to at least point out that Luca's been better on defense tonight. You could just see the, the you, like Jason Kidd is not really one to praise Luca. And he, he talked about tonight, like he gave a quote after the game that said something to the effect of Luca, Luca was Luca. No one else was really able to join him. I mean, Luca had three assists. Think about that from some of the shots that he was generating. Like his defense was gonna suffer, and it shouldn't. But I, at least from a competitive standpoint, can understand it. And also, whose idea is it? Because if you remember, do you remember the championship Warriors? I mean, the championship Raptors. Yes. What they would do is when Kawhi Leonard was off the floor, or when he would miss his games, the team would be lots of ball movement, and it was just a more like team oriented type of play style because Kyle Lowry was leading. But when Kawhi would play with them, they would have their separate, like, Kawhi's running his ISOs and getting to his stuff, and the team kind of plays team ball around him, right? Yeah. Whose idea is to do that with Luka in terms of, like, when Luka's on the floor, they're running, like, more of, like, a ISO, like, one-pass type offense, but without him, it's a lot more, like, movement? Is that a Jason Kidd thing? Is that a Luka thing? And I hear people in the chat saying, I'm nitpicking Luka. Luka's the best player on the team. And it's about to get paid like two twenty five. You looked this basketball. A pl- one player means a lot more, so you have to look at him for a, a lot of like issues. Not not the issues on the team, but simply just the lack of results. You look to the best player for sure. You're killing me in the comments, man. Jeez. Well, man. well, I don't know. People like the Luca stuff has been fun for me for over two years because like I followed Luca before most people in the chat knew who he was. So it's one of the, like like I, I don't really. I, I waffle, and, and that's okay. Like, you, nobody should know who, like, in the United States, nobody should know who 16-year-old European basketball players are. Like, I was a weirdo at the right time for the Mavericks. That's whatever. But I think that that it has to, like, like it has to go both ways, where I have, where we sort of led with, and, and this is, you and I are the first ones to talk about Luca. We've put four other guests up, and we've criticized and kind of gone at everything else. I'm not really particularly perturbed at Luca's performance tonight because the three-point shooting was there. I do think he should have gotten some more foul calls. The defensive stuff is what it is. This was, you know, they if they win four games in a row, we're not really going to be thinking about this. It's just when you, when you lose to two playoff teams who are above you in the span of a week, it simply opens up the limitations of the roster top to bottom. So, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, and I'm honest, I'm kind of a pessimist, especially after losses, because I just see so many negative outcomes. Oh, yeah, you can beat by this, 38 points. Everything looks bad. But this game made me concerned about simply just this team in the playoffs in terms of uh, the, the, the phrasing is always the playoffs are simply about how many weaknesses you have, not how many strengths. Mm. And 
if your your two best players, right, are your two biggest weaknesses in space. Yeah. That is scary against any competent elite Western Conference team. And I feel like I know the fans are like, you know, Luca's defensive rating was better than Dorian Finney Smith. If if you if you're throwing that at me in the comments, you don't know what defensive rating is. That's so, true. No, it's a it's a team stat. And and the the I mean, that's where, like, you know, and, and I got crushed. on. I just stopped kind of tweeting about it. The Mavericks were beneficiaries of unbelievably good defensive three-point shooting luck for about 15 games. Because yeah, even right. if even if you're doing all the right things on defense, we watched the Mavericks, those of us who have been Mavericks fans for a while, the 2018-19 Mavericks, the Lucas rookie year, got carpet bombed from three-point range. Like, they were the worst defensive three-point shooting team in the – or uh, not shooting team, like worst defensive three-point team in the league at first, like, certain stretches. It happens is the thing. So I was pretty excited about the fact that for once in my freaking life, the Mavericks were getting some luck going their way on defense. So I'm just, like, happy to write it. And the fact that they got cooked by the Golden State Warriors is not exactly the most surprising thing, you know? I, I so. agree. I agree. And my last point is that I know people may think I'm hard on Luca, but I think the ultimate plan for Nico should be to start over. Yeah. Right. With with the roster construction, because Jalen Brunson is not good enough for what the Mavericks would need, and neither is Chris Porzingis. The it's the the, the Mavericks are going to suffer without Chris Porzingis just because of what he provides. Yep. I mean, just from a gravity standpoint, but I think you've got to start over. This team is not built for what the, the this version of Luca and hopefully a better version of Luca. And he, I think you got to start over. And I, that's so I don't like being this reactionary, but I feel this in my heart, man. I, I well, because it's it, 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 you know what we're all talking about. And this this I don't think this is reactionary because I think this is big picture discussion making. I think everyone that has watched this Mavericks team over the last three years thinks this team is currently constructed can make it to the second round. Okay, we were one. We were you know a, a stupid series of Rick Carlisle timeouts in Game Three against the 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 Clippers last year from probably knocking them out of the playoffs, even with even if the shooting had regressed. And then the year before, uh, if KP hadn't gotten hurt, I think they would have stood a chance of beating the Clippers. So, like, I think this is a second-round team as currently constructed. I don't think it is a conference finals team. And so it's like if if, if you're looking at that from, like, a huge big-picture perspective, which is, I think, what you're doing, then that is an okay discussion to have. It's just – it's not like I don't think people really want to hear about it after we just got shellacked. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kerry. So, no problem, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. Um, coming up next. Oh, I, we have a new uh, new attendee, Jordan, here. Uh, hit that unmute button there at the bottom. Jordan let me know in my DMs today that he wanted to bring some fire tonight. So what's going on, Jordan? Welcome to uh, – oh, he just kicked himself off by accident. Maybe he'll come back. Jack. Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? Hey, so um, I wanted just to start it off by, you know, sending well wishes to Timmy. Uh, Really sucks to see him go down like that. You know, you never want to see anybody go through an injury like that, and we're going to really miss his production in a lot of different ways, which has already been touched on here. You know, this game, it's not one to 
get too overreactive about, you know, shit happens. Sometimes you get blown out. Sometimes things don't go right. But I'll tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of every single time we play a good defensive team that can go small. Chris Stapps Porzingis turns into a ghost. He just, it happens every time. And you can point to all the good games he has where he puts up 30 against the fucking Pelicans and against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But when it comes to like a good Western Conference contending team, where is he? He, he's, he, he's invisible. Like he can't create his own shot. He can't guard in space like, uh, like Lyndon touched on. And it's, it, he just becomes a non-factor and it happens too often. And like we can sit here and talk about, Oh, should we trade? Should we trade Jalen? Should we get off Tim's contract? Should we do all this? It's like you can't have this percentage of your cap committed to a guy like Chris Stapps Porzingis and be a championship contender. That's, that's, that's what we're looking at here. That's very, see, it's very difficult for me to have a discussion about Porzingis because I simply took a a crowbar to that man last year and every single thing I said last year was right. Yeah. And there is a large contingent of super interesting, I don't want to call them weird because we're all allowed to have our weird fandoms, of people who are Mavs fans who think that KP is the way, the truth, and the light, and I don't understand it. But I am, I've am i come to the middle to where when he played, like, you know, I want to say it was, uh, it, was, it was our guy Xavier who told me at the beginning of the year when we were arguing about this, he's just like, look, you're not going anywhere without KP. And... At some points, it's very frustrating because it feels like it's not. We're not going anywhere with KP, but he is simply closer to a a role player than he is a superstar. And right. there's, you know, they they took a they took a gamble. I don't think it was a bad gamble even no. now, but it just it hasn't worked out. And the real challenge that I sort of look at when I go line by line with everything Cuban has done for close to 15 years is. The thought process was good for almost all of his ideas. It's just mm-hmm. none of it worked. None of it. And and so and so it's like I, I just get very frustrated by the by the conversation because it's like, well, it was a good process. I don't fucking care about process. I care about results. Yeah. And so and I want to I want to shout out my friend, uh, my, my my man Dwight in the chat because he he makes a lot of good points about stuff like this and like he said a lot like you know when KP's off this contract like he's gonna sign another contract for like eighteen million dollars a year for a team and he's gonna he's gonna make that team's fan base really happy because he's gonna be taking up a proper percentage of the cap he's gonna be playing his proper role. And he's not going to be relied upon to be the second star player that he just can't be. And that's, that's where all the source of the frustration comes from because we know that he's, you know, does a lot of good things. We know what he means for the spacing of the offense. We know that he, when he's on and on defense, he's a great rim protector. We know he can get hot and, and score, but just like his weaknesses are weaknesses that you just can't have for a player that's taking up that much of your cap. It's it's so all the other problems with the Mavs roster and there are a lot of them like, you know, like 
you look at the Tim contract now and you're like, well, that's looking a little funny in the light. And you're like, what do we do about Dorian and Jalen? Cause they're free agents. And do we pay them or do we try to get something back for them? It's like all these problems are so, so, so tertiary to the central problem of your second, the guy that's paid the most on the team right now, not, providing that amount of production well he hasn't these last five games like josh bo and i discussed this tonight you go look at our man's box scores and granted luca wasn't playing during some of these games but before the new year he was he was playing he was on an upward trend and then he got put in covid protocols and he's come back and he's been fine defensively and so so offensively right but he was doing that against the orlando magic and the and the oklahoma city thunder and the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, it's like I've seen him. I've seen him go off against bad teams before. Like I don't care that he can score, you know, twenty-seven points against a fucking bad team. Like when it comes to like good, switchable, elite defensive teams, he doesn't do anything. Like it happened last year in the playoffs, and I know he wasn't fully healthy last year against the Clippers, but. You know, we saw it last year in the playoffs, and we've seen it this year against the Suns. We've seen it against uh, the Warriors. Like, the game that we kicked the shit out of the Warriors with Dirt when we retired Dirk's number, KP didn't play. Like, yeah. it's just one of those things where we, we we know what teams can do to take him out of the game. They go small. <laughs> they, they stick an athletic, good wing defender on him, and he can't do anything against him. He can't make them pay. Like. That's- it's funny. You just reminded me of the fact that, like, Happy Warrior Dalton Trigg has been low-key just stabbing KP in the heart this year, where he keeps writing about how the Mavericks, like, it doesn't seem to matter whether KP plays or not to their win-loss record, which is just brutal. Because <laughs> yeah. really- I mean, and like, this isn't mean. To, I, I didn't mean for this to turn into like a shit on KP. Oh, we we're just talking on Luca. It's you know, it's after midnight. Whatever. It is one of those things like where I've I've appreciated his production this year when we've needed it because he has for the most part had a good season apart from the terrible three point shooting numbers, you know he has had a good season but like like when we're talking about big picture stuff it's like we know what the ceiling with this team is with him as the co star and it's not good enough and it doesn't it, it's not going to be something that we can easily get out of like so i just think that if they can move him in the off season for anything of value at all like they just have to do it cuz it's it's one of those things that's just not going to work out so and then with with jalen i really do think that like like uh he's more valuable to us you know re-signing him than than moving him for something because like who, what are we getting for him? Like he's a unrestricted free agent. Like who's, who's what contender that could really use him giving up like, you know, real assets for the right to, to give Jalen Brunson $20 million a year, you know, like, I don't know. Like, so I, I just think that right now, like we, we have the group we have, maybe we make some tertiary moves at the deadline and, and then we'll see what we can do in the off season. Cause I think that's, what's going to go down like draft night. They have to do, they have to do the, you know, chips to the table deal. If it, if it presents itself. Oh yeah, I know. It's, it's just like, and what's going to happen here is we're win, and we should enjoy this. Just let me get that out of the way. If the Mavericks win these next four games, we're all going to be feeling great. Cause the rest of their schedule is so friendly. So yeah. it, it's and and you know the Mavericks have really benefited from other people's misfortune and that's professional sports and so it's just I think that that 
we're sitting in kind of this odd no man's land as a team where this is, is a team that's on the rise, but you don't see the next step clearly. And yeah. I've enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. Like it's been great. Like the defense has been fun. Like we do have like, we, like I, I fully expect them to win the next four games. Like, like they're playing, you know, a really easy schedule. They're probably going to end up either fourth or fifth in the West. They're probably going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they won a playoff series or maybe even two, but like, we we have bigger we have bigger designs than that with Luka Doncic sure. on the team, you know. Sure. And, and I want them to win. I want them to win all four. But if they don't, it could bring me back to last year's group therapies where I just came in here spitting fire, angry as shit over them losing to a bad team. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to keep my reactions more measured and try not to get too high or too low about about the team. But you know, it's how that's not that's right. So. Well, thanks for joining, Jack. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Have a good night. Appreciate it. All right. We got anybody else? Oh, we got Dwight. Actually, Jordan is back in here. Then I'll bring you up, Dwight. Jordan, how's that uh, Wi-Fi working? Hit the uh, unmute button there on the main page. And it'll, there we go. Great. How you doing? I'm I'm all right, considering what happened tonight. But no, I just, I just you know, had a group chat with, you know, a lot of my friends, um, all Mavericks fans. And, you know, for the last three, four years, I harped on Carlisle Ain't It, like, you know, this man, he just doesn't coach defense. Like, this team's never going to go anywhere. It's like, to bring a more positive aspect to tonight, other than the way they play defensively, because even when the game was close, like, the announcers even noticed, you know, that they didn't look like the same team in this, you know, 15-game run they were going. So, you know, even when the game was close, like, it still didn't look like, you know, what we've been seeing lately. Um... So, like, huge credit, like, to Kid. Like, you know, he's brought that aspect that we haven't seen in, I don't know, half a decade plus, like, any type of defense. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how y'all, y'all feel. Like, I know, I know people are hating on KP and. Oh, we're hating on everybody at this point. Everybody's been yeah. up. We're up too late. Oh, we're cranky. 1,000%. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> it's midnight, you know. We're chilling. We just got blown out by forty, but I don't know. I I don't I don't think KP's our answer. Obviously, like I don't think anyone else does, but I don't think he's like the major issue either. No, the the, the major issue for me comes back to the fact that this team is reliant in order to in order to play the way they want to play. They're they're reliant on one of two things happening every game. Those two things that could be Luca playing like basketball Jesus. That's option one. Or option two, everyone else on the team playing a step better than they play on an average night. So getting a better than average game from the rest of the roster. Oh, thousand percent. And so, it, and, and the fact that they've played such good team defense, and this is a credit to Kid the, and the team has really covered up the fact that they've not been able to get either of those things offensively for most of this season. I mean, they're a terrible offense and I just, I wish I understood it, but the defensive stuff is predicated on some things that I don't know if it's super sustainable for playoff stuff. Like the warriors, it's sort of and and, and the Suns kind of exposed this to a degree where one of the things that the Mavericks are really good at and have been really good at is like literally getting back. Like getting back on defense is not a defensive trait. It's just something that they've excelled at. 
and I don't know how long that can last. I think if they settle as a top 10 defense, then all we really need to do, and this is a big really, but the, the making some more shots will help them. So there's like, there's, there's a real path towards this team being something special, but we've just seen them for so long that whenever they look like ass, it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, last year, like, you know, you know, I don't know if this is a coach thing or whatever, because, you know, they even show that stat on TNT tonight where every single person that was worth the, you know, shit last year is 5% or worse and three point percentage than last year, which is crazy to me. And second, you know, something that's, you know, hasn't changed this year, like the only competent player with Luca off the floor is literally Jalen Brunson. Like no one can create their own shots. I was so mad when, you know, Mavs, you know, extended uh, THJ. Um, I know it's kind of a, might be a too soon type of subject tonight. Nah. But, <laughs> no, it's not. But this is how this is I was the team. So mad. I was so mad when they extended him because the dude's not worth the shit when Luca's off the floor. He, he can't create his own shot. Like, he can't. Like, Jalen Brunson, like, that's why I disagreed, you know, with the starting lineup tonight and, you know, They've used it quite a bit this season, but putting Brunson in the starting lineup, like he needs to lead the second union. Like THJ can't be on the floor without Luca. That's just my personal opinion. You know, it's never really worked in the past. Um, But Jalen Brunson's the only person who can really create offense when Luca's, you know, on the bench. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, tomorrow's a new day and they play basketball and like, I don't know, something like 18 hours against Portland. So we'll be right back at it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining. I hope you come back, Jordan. Absolutely. I love, love reading your tweets. I'll be back for sure. Killer. All right. Let's see if we've got anybody else waiting. Dwight, my man, what's up? Kurt, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh oh, I cannot hear you. How are we doing? All right, I can hear you now. All right, cool. Now, nah, man, I just uh, I just want to get off my chest, man. I, I know we got our our teeth kicked in tonight, but man, I just think we got to ride it out. Um, I, I to me, it's become a apparent anytime we play a good team, even in the games that we win where we play a good team, man. I, I just think the path for this team to get to where we wanted to go. KP got to go, man. We we arguing about all this stuff on the this minutia on the on the margins, and like if KP was a player of the caliber of his salary slot, we wouldn't even be arguing about this stuff. He's a role player, and I do feel you kind of killed him last year. I still actually even now think he's a he's an above average basketball player. But he just he just can't make thirty three million dollars. Yes. If he makes twenty, twenty two, maybe even twenty five, when the cap goes up, I, I think that's okay. And a team is paying him to be like the definitively their third or fourth best player. That might work. But man, as long as he's here, and we got to rely on him because you look at the two teams he looks the worst against, and it's like the two best teams in the West. Yeah. And. And I do think we're going to win a first-round playoff series, but that's it. And I don't care what we do with Jalen. No team's giving us a star or 
a first round pick that can convey in the next two years. No contender has a first that can convey in the next two years to do that. So you look at it and it's like, man, KP's the obvious upgrade opportunity, in my opinion. Throw all the picks. Shit, if you got to add Josh Green, hell, if you got to add Jalen Brunson to him, maybe you do that before the trade deadline. But Well, it's so far out now, but I think if, if KP manages to finish the season, if he plays, if he's not hurt for a significant stretch for something scary, then I think he has trade value. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I I I agree with you. Um, I think you know one of the reasons why I kind of just accepted he would be here is because that contract has so much time and money left. But two years, even at thirty three and I think thirty six million, the team will talk themselves into that. So maybe that's all I. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dwight. Appreciate you joining us late. We'll talk soon then. Okay, so. Late, we're all hanging out. I want to bring up one more thing. I'm very disappointed that no one else brought this up. Stan Van Gundy is a war crime. Like every, he was the worst announcer I've heard in years. He dominated the three person booth, was wrong, has the voice of a shitty substitute teacher who smokes too many cigarettes. And, and somebody sent me a gif of, of Roz from Monsters Inc. Like the lady who talks like this behind the counter. That was fucking Stan Van Gundy. He needs to go away. I said this on the podcast and repeat it again because it's worth saying. That man never held a TV position while David Stern was alive. There's a reason. It's because he sucks. Okay, this has been fun. Hope everybody feels better. We'll talk soon. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at about the uh, same time, and hopefully the Mavericks beat the shit out of uh, Portland Trailblazers. And uh, for uh, everybody at Mavs Moneyball, we appreciate you visiting the site. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, you guys be good and have a better Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesdays, I guess what day it is. Bye, guys.